Welcome to the QU Athletics Podcast. I'm Will Connerly, joined by head coach of the women's soccer team, Samuel Thomas, Jessica Felix, and Elena Nacello, a couple of sophomores on the squad. But Coach Thomas, uh, first, uh, could you introduce yourselves, and then we'll go to your other two athletes that you've brought on the show this morning. Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Samuel Thomas. I am the new women's soccer head coach here. Uh, started in December, and... Um, really enjoyed the chance to work with the team this spring. And then we got uh, through spring and summer, we got uh, some interesting changes with COVID and uh, some interesting changes with our team too. Elena being one of the transfers that we added and uh, a talented freshman group. So it was fun to come back in the fall and spend some fall with the team, um, with our new team, albeit with COVID restrictions so that's kind of been my experience here at QU. It's been wonderful, but it's been it's been brief and COVID laden. And how about you, Jessica? Could you introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Jessica Felix. Uh, I play forward. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and uh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, I'm Elena Nacello. I'm an attacking mid. I'm a sophomore transfer student, and um, I'm also a nursing student. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you all guys guys got to join the show. And um, thanks for having us. For sure, I know we got um, some good personalities on here. We have fun to talk about the program. And the first thing is the program. Uh, you you finally got to play. You know how how good did it feel for you guys to actually get out there? This can be a free flowing conversation. Anybody can really answer and you know bounce ideas off each other. It looks like Sam wants you got to talk about it first. <laughs> Um, I feel like we haven't played in a while. I don't know. If, I just feel like being able to get out and enjoy soccer and just play and not have to deal with the stress <laughs> of COVID and just, you know, just being able to play was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like she said, we haven't played in so long. Uh, we were supposed to scrimmage, like, I don't know how long ago, three weeks ago, I believe, our first scrimmage was supposed to be. Um and we've just been practicing since then, and to finally get a game in, so refreshing. And uh, to see where we're at right now and to build from that's really exciting. So now we know what we need to work on. More, yeah. So. yeah, it was one of the more difficult things, the being in shape, like for oh, soccer yeah, shape, for because, sure. um, for sure. you know, 45 minutes is what the total time for the contest was, and that typically is <laughs> half it, but yeah. could you guys start to feel the oh. fatigue set in yeah, for yeah, the I second would, half? Yes, definitely yeah. first half, I was dead, Yeah, like so dead, but um, I mean, what was it, 22 and a half minutes? 22 and a half, yeah. Yeah, each half, yeah. First half, I was dead, but uh, I mean, now we know we need to... Yeah, work more well, on our fitness. In, in their defense, there's a couple contributing factors to that. The first one being um, we had some interruptions to our fall over the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. um, due to contact tracing. And as a result, we, for a large majority of the group, we haven't been able to train at full intensity. So with half the team still working their way back to fitness, the other half that has been here, you have to work twice as hard on the field to make up for a teammate who might not be catching up with the play. So that's more fatiguing. Also, first time playing in about 11 months for yeah. much of them, you come out of the gates really fast. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so we the first half was a very, very high-tempo, fast game of soccer, and that is very tiring too. Add to it that we actually played a lot of small side of this past week 
particularly on Thursday, we did about 40 minutes of play and we lifted Thursday night. I think there was still some residual fatigue in their legs where maybe they didn't feel it in pregame warm-up because the adrenaline's going mm -hmm. for the first time for a game in a while. But as soon as you start playing, you start feeling that fatigue <laughs> yeah. catch up to you when the adrenaline wears off. So I don't think we're necessarily unfit at the moment. I think there's a couple of contributing factors that made that first period a lot more tiring than maybe it is. So as a coaching staff, we'll make adjustments this coming week to make sure they're fresher prior to the game. And then an additional week of fitness with people in our return to play phase coming back. We'll be able to get more subs on. We'll be able to slow down play a little bit more. And we'll be able to, to spread out the game in such a way that hopefully maybe at the end of 45 minutes you feel how you did after yeah. 22 and a half. <laughs> yeah, but you guys look pretty solid in terms of scoring some goals. I know, Jessica, you had a goal, and you guys scored, <laughs> what, five, to five total goals? She had two, two of them? I had two goals. Two yeah. goals, okay. And she assisted Peter, right? the first one. Hey, that's, that's big time. But the, So the offense looked pretty solid. and Yeah, and that's actually, if you ask them, it's what we've been working on this, this whole semester. We, um, we know that, that as a team – um, a big thing for us this, this coming spring season is going to be how do we generate goals? We have a lot of attacking players, but the more time we spend in attack working together in practice, the more um, the more in sync our team will be, the better they'll be able to play together. And I think we saw the fruits of that labor on, on, on Sunday. We saw five goals, and <laughs> they were all good. Um, you know, the if you want to phrase it this way, the, the least – dramatic goal was a tap-in, but how we got to the point where we generated a tap-in was incredible attacking play. So um, this next week we'll be focused on defense. Hopefully we get that same attacking play, but maybe something in front of it to to stop it. So it was fun to see. Yeah, I think it's always interesting when you, when you compete against your own team because if you score a ton of goals, okay, our offense was good, but what about our defense? And yeah. then if you <laughs> yeah, don't exactly. score at all, you're like, what happened? So yeah. I know that's probably hard as a coach to justify and evaluate performance. Well, it's the there was a lot less justification and evaluation this weekend. It was more just the opportunity to play and have fun. Mm -hmm. um, I've had the chance to go, go and watch the film from the game, and they haven't seen it yet. We'll go over a little bit on Wednesday, but – um, in looking at the film, Mackenzie and I, our, our assistant, we're not necessarily looking at everything that went wrong. We're more looking for pick out the moments that went right, and we need to highlight those because the whole point of the game was just get the team back on the field, have some fun, and and we had parents coming up. Um, it was mm -hmm. open to family for attendance, family only, so it was fun for family to get to see them play too, and that was kind of the emphasis this past weekend. Did either of you two have family come up? Yeah, my dad hasn't watched me play in a while, so he was very excited to see me. He was on his toes <laughs> waiting for me to watch me play, so that was really fun that he got to see me. Yeah, no, my family didn't come out. <laughs> it's a longer, longer drive for you. Yeah, well, five-hour drive. But, uh, no, it was just, I mean, seeing all the parents in the stands, it felt like – I mean, like, it felt like my family was there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah it was just super Aww. exciting. Well, it was weird because we've been in COVID and we haven't yeah. played a game in a while. So same people and yeah. fans, so to speak, out yeah. there is really cool. Yeah. And I know that the style of play that you bring to the program in terms of you guys, you have a lot more players, it seems like, on the roster this year. And getting the opportunity to, like, compete against each other I know it's like early, but do you kind of feel like there's kind of a good competitive vibe within the team because you've brought in a lot of players, there's a lot of players coming back, and we've been talking to a lot of teams like on this podcast, and they kind of feel that 
the off time has made people even more hungry because mm-hmm. they've we're waiting longer to get a starting spot, you know, only 11 on the field. And do you guys feel that atmosphere? Because, you know, you have, you guys still have a lot of returners, but you also have new players that seem like they're really hungry. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people we have on the roster definitely helps. We have a lot more this year, but also just like that's our culture here that everyone just wants to come to practice every day and grind and do their best. And like you said, fight for the a starting spot. So, um, I mean, we never have trouble with being competitive in, in practice, so. Yeah, like what she said, I, for me at least, I've just always loved competing. I've always loved getting down and, and dirty and putting <laughs> an arm in there, so, so, something like that. But I feel like we're overall a pretty good competitive team, and we're not overly competitive, but we're also not under underly competitive. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's nice to see everybody be pretty competitive especially from coming from a completely different team and transferring and you don't know what to expect and seeing the competitiveness was one of the best things I guess because I I love being competitive and knowing that it's not an issue to be competitive it's great you know (laughs) that's one of the best things about getting to coach this group is we have such a competitive group of returners and then our new faces that are joining the team either as freshmen or transfers they share that drive. They share that desire. And it keeps the level and practices very, very high. So as a coach, there you would you would much rather have to reel in a group than have to, like, tell them to give more. And with our group, we don't have to tell them to give more. They they show up. They show up ready to work, and they get after it. And that, that makes our job just fun. Yeah. I know, Jessica, you mentioned the culture here. Like, yeah. talking about, and you've been here, this is your second year yeah. under a new head coach, but – I remember, too, watching this program play even the last four years is the culture and the history of this program is very strong. I remember my sophomore year, they climbed up. They were top 10 in the nation, and they they had that competitive, relentless atmosphere around the team, very gritty. The defense is really strong, and they go go hit each other. They'd be strong. They'd run through. They wanted those 50-50 balls, like 60-40, and they would just go hit you. Is that the type of atmosphere you want to bring to the team um, as being your first year, bringing your program vision and your values to see what these players can adopt on the field? Yeah, I mean, that's if you want to be successful in the GLVC, you have to want to compete. It is a very competitive conference, and it's a physical conference that suffers no fools. If you don't show up ready to put a shoulder in, you'll be the one on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's not about being the more dirty team. It's about being prepared for that level of play. Um, and that's something that when I was looking for a coaching position, I wanted that in a conference. It's not fun if you're the only good team in a conference. And we are a good team, but there are a lot of very good teams in this conference. So if you're going to finish in the top half of conference, you have to show up to compete. Um, and that was something that it's very important to me. But for, for them, you know, we don't necessarily ask them to play, play more physical in practice every single day. We ask them to give their best. And if you're giving your best in your challenges, if you're giving your best in your attention to detail, then you will play hard. You will play physical. You will play fast um, because that's playing your potential. And so for us, that's the standard that we hold them to. It's not, it's not about asking them to play harder. It's not about asking them to play more physical or to kick the ball further. It's just about doing your best in the moment. And if you bring that, then you will innately play harder. Yeah, and I know that 
you guys, it seemed like you guys came out with like not playing for 11 months. You, the, what we talked about during the inner squad is you guys were ready to just get after it. It seemed like, especially yeah. <laughs> that first half. And I know that coming to a new program, that transition can be hard, not only because it's a first, there's a first year head coach. There's a lot of girls on this team who maybe look toward as a leadership position because they're an upperclassman who was recruited by a different coach. And then you have new players coming in. How do you feel like the team has unified in a, in a very unique time? I know that you have time to unify because there's a lot of downtime in terms of no games, but how is the team chemistry feeling with, with a lot of moving parts within the, the environment of the team? Um, I mean, it's amazing. Like the, the freshmen and the transfers coming in, um, with them coming in, I mean, it made it even better. Um, but I th I think, like, sometimes transfers coming in, new people coming in, that, um, you know, they wouldn't fit in right away. But, I mean, these these girls, like, within the first week, it was just, like, it fits so well. I mean, the team's like a family, essentially. So, I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> we don't have the – because of COVID, we don't have the – what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The, oh, we can't really, like, uh, do much yeah, together. We, yeah, we can't really go out or hang out with each other and yeah. hang out in dorms because it's not allowed. So mm -hmm. being able to practice and communicate with each other in that sense, it's gr made us grow a lot closer yeah. um, in a different way than we would be able to, like, just get to know each other normally. You know, yeah. normally. So it's – it's different, but it's it's really really nice. So. Yeah, I bet that's a transition a lot for um, a lot of freshmen too, or just or just yeah. first year players in a program. Because I remember playing sports here, like as a freshman, like that's where you get to go meet the team. But now yeah. it's like practice is your sanctuary to build all the team chemistry and mm -hmm. build all the values um, and relationships with one another. Because a lot of times those relationships off the field can help how you play on the field together. Yeah. Definitely, and I think that that's one of the reasons that the level was so high on Sunday, but they weren't necessarily getting chippy about it, was they were going into hard tackles. I mean, Abby Haas slide tackled Sydney Gorman at a full sprint, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the two of them went flying. Crazy. Um, Britt Bailey came in and slide tackled Mary Maloney, and the, and the ball went a mile out of it. And you're getting <laughs> these moments, but no one's getting chippy out of it because they're hanging out around each other in practice, and they, they have that relationship on the field. Um, and that that's fun for me as a coach to see too. What is this spring supposed to look like for your team in terms of scheduling or just terms of what it's going to look like for the program in terms of what games you're going to play and what, what it will yeah. look like? So I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not say. I know there's a vote coming up actually today um, <laughs> about, about our fate. Um, we have received a tentative calendar of our spring schedule, um, but – it's, you know, yeah. who knows if that's what gets ratified and passed. Um, and then any number of things can change with, with COVID between now mm -hmm. and February when, when supposedly in, in that month we're supposed to begin. Um, but the big thing for us is just, you know, it's, it's what Mackenzie and I hold ourselves to. We'll do our best with whatever comes our way. We ask it of the team, do your best in a given practice, do your best in class. Um, do your best off the fields. It's the same thing for us. Whatever situation that we're faced with, we'll do our best. If we've got games, we'll show up fit, ready to play. We'll be aware, technical, tactical. We'll, we'll have our, our, our team ready for that. If it ends up being something else, then we'll adjust to it. 
Yeah, and getting the team ready for a spring season would require a lot of attention to detail during the time when the semester's over, like during the off time, because isn't this year after Thanksgiving, yeah. students have the option to go home. I know some sports teams might reduce that break, but isn't it from like Thanksgiving toward the latter stages of January where you have that off time? So that would, I'm sure it would require a lot of attention to detail. I know a lot of soccer in high school some is played in the spring, I believe, for on the women's side, but still that's that's another interesting factor, and that could be a difference maker in the conference during that time. It 100% could be, and the thing that gives me – hope and promise about that is the 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 fitness and preparedness with which our team showed up for fall because you, you work your tail off over the summer getting ready for a season but they found out about a month before we returned to classes they found out in that window that we weren't going to have a season and yet in that month our team kept grinding kept getting after it and they showed up fit ready for fall that gives me hope that when our team does have a season to look forward to in the spring that over winter break they'll still get after it. And we've got a real, real great strength coach who, who has programs for us and, um, you know, conditioning options that, that, that help keep our team fit. So I'm very confident that our team will come back ready to play in the spring. It's, it's, it's literally in the back of my yeah. mind as a worry. Um, <laughs> I, so uh, I just think it comes down to commitment and dedication. You know, I want to win. So come spring, I want to win. I want to win a lot of games. I want to, rush the field with my team and celebrate and stuff. So, I mean, if that we have to do what, um, what it takes. So if that running my tail off every day <laughs> during the winter is what it takes, I mean, that's what we're going to have to do. So. Just keep scoring like you did on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I also feel like it comes down to, like, we love the game so yeah. much. Me and you, we just love watching it. We love playing. But yeah. if fitness is a part of the game, so – if we have to do it, we have to do it because yeah. we love it so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. I like how you mentioned celebrate because yeah. that's you want to get after. Yeah. How how'd you like your goal celebrations for the two goals that you had on Sunday? I'm not a big, like, celebrator. Um, I'll just – I kind of just do, like, a fist thing, like, like fist bump the air, and then just high-five my teammates. But, me in the back of the head. Yeah. Oh, I did hit her in the back. I ran into the back oh, of her no. head. Oh, no. I don't know if you guys caught that on the live stream. I don't on, know if we did. On the film after Jess's second goal, she was <laughs> smiling so big, she didn't see Elena and ran into her. <laughs> oh, wow. But the ce- the celebrations, are you're pretty big on getting after the celebration, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, it's something that, um, well, I know we talked about this um, off the air, and, and the team doesn't know, but it's, it's something that, that we'll be incorporating into more stuff moving forward now that we're playing. Um, but uh, I guess I'll spoil it for you guys. So we'll do we'll do finishing games in the future where you only get credit for your goal if you have a unique celebration afterwards oh. with your team. Oh, so okay. we don't we don't need our team to be doing knee slides and backflips every single goal this spring. But if you're only getting one or two or three goals a game, mm-hmm. you're running for 90 minutes trying to get those goals. It's worth celebrating yeah. the moment. You only yeah. get a couple. And I, I that's because I would call a lot of the soccer games in the past, and you, you're just waiting for the goal, you know, yeah. during the game. I mean, that's the most important part. So a lot of times, I don't know, it just came into my mind one time. I was like, there it is. That's why I would say, like, when they scored a goal, because, like, that's that's like that could be the game, you know. Yeah. One, one nil could be the result. So, like, I, I always like it when it gets rowdy, and it, it definitely gets rowdy at the games at Legends. I mean, a lot yeah. of – I know a lot of fans were there just this Sunday for a – 
interest squad, but like yeah. last year that place would be packed. They would pack the Jack is what they'd say. So that, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I know that people are going to be really hungry uh, to, to watch live Hawk action. So that's pretty cool. The, the way in what you guys are preparing. I wanted to dovetail into like a new subject about Sam for, for you, Jess is, what what have you liked most that you've brought that he's brought to the program because of the fact that you you've had a different coach your first year and now yeah. you have Sam who's I'm sure brought different things. What is the most thing that stuck out to you? Which f- through his um, through what he's brought to the team, um, he just cares. He cares about all of us. He cares about how we're doing on the field and especially off field in the classroom, um, and he cares about how we're like meshing together and stuff so um like every monday we do monday fun days or on um saturdays i believe it is we, we're starting to do um like team dinners or uh team movies and like it's the little things that he does that really makes a difference and also um he keeps us in shape <laughs> <laughs> So um, that you helps like that? Up. That's your favorite part. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, he helps I was us. Say, if it's your favorite part, we can do more. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I mean, he just helps us succeed so much on the field, and he just he doesn't care solely about the player. He cares about the person and your character. So that's, that's yeah, that's awesome because yeah. I know that <laughs> being in shape. Uh, pay can pay dividends like when when you're going when you're playing the way that you guys want to play I mean sometimes you can get tired quicker just because of the relentless nature of a lot of the girls on your team uh, but that's good if you have depth that you can you know put fresher legs in go in and going in and out uh, during that time and I know that this this is a program that's been one of the historically one of the top programs to just watch at this school because of the success that they've had. And I wanted to ask you, Elena, did that play a factor in you deciding to transfer uh, to, to this team and to this program because of the way they've been able to put a good product on the field in the past? Um, I would say, yeah, part of it definitely had to do with it. I think going into the transfer portal and everything, it was a long process it was mentally draining on me just because of the change part of it um but looking at the school and talking to Sam on the phone I think that just did it for me like I hearing about the soccer and the atmosphere of it I just really enjoyed the conversation that we had and I really thought that this could be a school that I could go to and on top of that, they had the nursing program, which was great. And then um, a couple of my friends I used to play club with actually go to the school. So on top of that, um, choosing this school was not it – w- it didn't take too long for me. I kind of made my decision when I had that conversation with you or Sam. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was <laughs> a good decision I think I made. So. Yeah, and you mentioned nursing. A lot of players on your team are in nursing, so that can help. I know that a lot of the school for most, a lot of the campus has been adjusted to online. Is that what you got your guys' class looks like, or is it is it different? So we're actually a rare case. We're doing clinical at the hospital. We're continuing to do everything in person. Um, There have been some cases where um, people have to go online and be quarantined, but. 
be, that being said, we don't know the future of it because uh, coronavirus can break out at any second at the uh, hospital or the school or whatever. So we are in person uh, for right now. <laughs> so in the future, we don't know, but currently it's going well. So. Well, that's good. That's good to hear because yeah. I know that it's, it's been an adjustment probably for a lot of when you folk, you talk about how Sam's, you know, focused on the academic side of things and the person is like the there's been more challenges in terms of the the rigors of a student athlete because a lot of students the workload is a, a bit of adjustment if they've never you know taken online classes and then the workload is severely adjusted um, to, to what they need to do to meet the demands of what uh, the university is trying to do to stop the spread well it's and and, and credit to the university and credit to the students as well because um, in in the spring, everyone went home for spring break or went on vacation, and then Quincy extended the spring break by an extra week to give faculty the time to learn how to work online. Um, so that was a wonderful call by the university. And then um, through the spring semester, we had almost a totally issue-free semester with regards to academic support and success for student-athletes, which is that's everything you can ask for working remotely because we were fully at home. It's not like we were on campus taking online classes, everyone was at home. Mm -hmm. um, and then credit to our, our, our players because anytime something did come up, they reached out, they asked questions, they were proactive. And we finished the spring semester with a 3.75 team average. That's high. It's very <laughs> high. Um, it was the highest on campus of all athletic teams actually. So little little brag on, on behalf <laughs> of our players, super proud of them. But again, the whether it's online, hybrid or in person, all that Mackenzie and I will ask of them is do your best. Communicate with your professors. Communicate with us. Attend your classes. Get your homework done. If you're doing your best, whatever GPA you get, 4.0, 3.0, that doesn't so much matter as are you doing your best in that moment in that class with that professor? And if so, you'll make the best of any situation. So I'm very proud of our group for how they've handled it. Once the clock starts ticking in the spring, and teams teams come to legends. What do you want other teams to think when when they come to play Quincy University women's soccer team? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, I want them to be nervous. Mm -hmm. um, something I talk with our group about is um, making sure that every moment of the game we're controlling. Um, it's very, very important whether you're on the ball, whether you're defensively, that we are imposing our will on an opponent. Of course, you have to adjust to opposing teams, talented players, playing style, moments, fatigue, injury, whatever. There's always going to be changes. But if we as a program can grow to the point, hopefully by the spring, but certainly long term, where anytime an opposing coach wants to show Quincy soccer on film to their team, that team is going to watch us running all over another team. What I would love is if opposing coaches don't want to show our team on film to their players because they're nervous that we're going to get in their heads. That's the goal. If they know that we are playing with that level of intensity on defense, we're playing with that level of speed and precision on offense, and they don't want that in their team's heads before the game, that's a win for us because we're not being seen by the opponent, or we are, and we are already in their heads. Mm. That matters. That matters for us because we have the players and the personalities to impose our will on opponents. We already have all those tools. We just need to make it habit, and we need to do it again and again. And we as a team need to believe that we can do it. And I think on Sunday we started to see the first building blocks of that 
and we'll continue to do it moving forward. But the the more we can impose our will on an opponent, the more the game becomes ours, whether it's at Legend Stadium or whether it's on the road. Because you want to go to the road and you want to make that field yours. You don't want that to be their field. You want it to be yours. And that's something that's really particularly special about the facilities here at Quincy and about the soccer culture here is <laughs> our home stadium is ours. We get great attendance. We have good soccer fans here. So naturally, it already is ours. But if we can take that playing style and impose it on opponents on the road too, then it doesn't matter for home or away. We're making the game ours. Are you two up for that challenge, putting oh, yeah. fear in the oh, eyes of sure. other teams as, um, as they see you guys on the yeah. schedule? I want them I want them to be scared of us. I want them, after they play a team and we're the next opponent they have, I want them to be thinking about, oh, shoot, we have to play Quincy. I want them to be thinking about that right after they play that other team. I want them to be, th- I want them to be like, oh, God, we have to go to Quincy. We got to go to Legends. Hey, yeah. and if they're not, then we'll – yeah, show them when we're on the field. I love Amen. that because, you know, you, you see it on the schedule and you just start getting that fear and that scared, and you're just like, gosh, we, we should just look toward next weekend because yeah. this weekend we, we're going to a dungeon. Yep. That's, an, that's, that's crazy. Yep. I like that. I like that, and that's what it's been um, in the past, you know, for yep. the soccer games. They, they do get really rowdy, and I know you two are players who are going to grow in this program still being underclassmen under the direction of Coach Thomas and – for for you developing your program in terms of the personnel that you want to have, what do you look for in prospective student athletes besides the characteristics that they have as a player? Because I know that you've recruited just great people. You know, you talk about the grade point average. You just talk about how well they are in their high character. Like, what do you look for besides the attributes? As their very their touch is very good. Um, there there's three program values that that are kind of front and center for us. And, you know, they're, they're very ambiguous words because you can interpret them however you want. But for our interpretation, they are character, commitment, and passion. So we want people of good character who understand that no one's a perfect human being. We're all in environments where we can grow, where you feel the comfortable, you feel, you feel the freedom to make mistakes if you then learn from those mistakes. So people of character are, hey, I'm, I know I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to learn from them. So we're looking for people of character in that environment. We're looking for people who are committed, whether it's to the team, to your academics, to your success on the field, to the coaching points you're receiving. Whatever environment you're in, if you're committed to being successful in that environment and you're committed to those around you, you will yourself grow and get better, and you'll make those around you better as well. And then finally, passion. We want people who absolutely love what they're doing, whether it's in the classroom or on the field. Because if you love showing up to work every day, whether it is showing up to work for class, showing up to work for an internship, showing up to work um, on the soccer field. If you love that environment, then whatever's being asked of you, it it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like something you want to do. So those three are kind of front and center for us. And then from there, um, obviously, we're looking for the attributes on the field. But, But off the field, if those are the individuals that are attracted to our program that we're bringing in, then we can accomplish anything because we have the right people committed to the right things for the right reasons. That was a, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was a great answer. I mean, I just wanted you to keep going on the, <laughs> the program, on the program vision, because that's awesome. And I know that we've hit on a lot of different things about what you want the team to be. But uh, one of the final things I wanted to ask is who else um, names that didn't people, players that didn't come on the podcast or players that um, 
we can look for this year um, as Hawk fans. We have that. I know you. one of your program values is passion, but you have very passionate fans who are also sure. excited to see what you guys are doing, like just getting on the field last Sunday. Oh, man, that's such a hard question because we, we have a roster full of them. Yeah. Um, Could we name the whole roster? Yeah. And then yeah. We'll just go alphabetically. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's tough because if, if you do go down the roster, you've got a senior class that has been here for a long time that – you know, their freshman year, they were a top 11 program in the country at the end of the season. So they've been a part of that program. They want that for their senior year, and they've put in the work to keep this program where it is. So whether you single one of them or all of them, mm-hmm. they're all in that mindset. Yeah. you got a junior class who was brought into that program who's hungry for it, who we have so much talent in that class. But off the field as well, like – each class brings something very unique, but but there's there's so much talent in our junior class that everyone will see on the field. And to, to single one name out seems to do disservice to yeah. everyone else who's who's bringing it to the table. And then, you know, obviously we've got two sophomores here, but your guys' class is packed full of people yeah. who are going to be impactful for us yeah. on the field. And then, then you start talking about our freshman class. And, I mean, we didn't see much of them on, on Sunday. Um for, for COVID reasons, but there'll be a couple of them will be back next week. But we've got a couple local players um, in our freshman class and a couple just regional players. But my gosh, what a talented group. So I I would love to give you names, but I don't think we have enough time. No, that's no, that's fine. I kind of felt bad because if you say one name, then you you know you have to say like you can't say them all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You you maybe leave someone off, and I understand. But well, it's less about leaving someone yeah, off yeah. and just not have enough time to get everyone no, on. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. We don't have all day here, so. But I do know that seeing you guys get back out on the field and that's something you're going to be doing the rest of the semester or the rest of how long do you plan to do those Sundays? Barring no COVID interruption, we'll do that until dead week. Um, we will, we're only allowed X number of hours per week um, for, for soccer, you know, whether we are in our 16 or our eight hour windows, but um, we'll dial back on the soccer and dial up on the conditioning later in the semester. That way we can stay fit and keep playing the games because ultimately the, the most fun part for the, them in every single week is going to be getting to play 11 aside get and be able to scrimmage. It's fun because families get to come visit. You get to see families. We have a live stream for those families at home. Um, so thank you guys for setting that up. That's That was yeah. crucial for us. Um, and um, and uh, so our hope is to, con- to continue doing that because that's our best teaching tool. It's most fun for them. They'll get the most out of it. And for me as a coach, that was my first time to watch our team play 11 v 11. I've been in this job for now 10 months, 10 and a half months. And that was my first time seeing our team play. So the more we can do that, the more informational and educational it is for me, the more informational and educational it is for them. I think the more fun it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you got your guys' time on here, uh, coming out, just taking a chunk of your afternoon to talk about the program. Um, and I love the direction that you guys are putting the program in and with Coach Thomas and bringing you two on and you guys talking about it. And I'm excited. I'm, I have a lot of that passion for you guys as well uh, coming up here. And I really hope that, you know, we can put the fear in other teams yep. as well. I love that. But um, best of luck and we we we're, we'll be out there to see you guys on Sundays. Um, you know, I know we we seen, we knew it was tough with the conditioning and with the mask on too. So yeah, you guys are sure. grinding. <laughs> keep keep it up out there. Thank you. Um, appreciate appreciate your time once again, and uh, thanks for joining the show. Thank thanks, you. Will.